let's get into talking about the benefits of massage with Grant Fedorik, of course, the owner, physiotherapist uh, as at uh, Leading Edge Physiotherapy. Hi, Grant. Jaylen. <laughs> How are things going? Hi. Busy, busy. Uh, yeah, fantastically busy. Happy to be busy. <laughs> Gotta love it. All right. So, um, are you a regular um, uh, purveyor of a massage? Do you like going for massage yourself? I do. I um, am one who uses it. I'm one who actually uses it myself in a lot of my treatment. Very Various techniques we use can be considered massage, myofascial release, deep trigger point release, uh, some of the mobilization we do. But that being said, I'm a guy who also <laughs> likes to go for different types of massage myself. So uh, we can get into that actually, the different types that are out there because there is a type of massage, I think, for everybody. Yeah, let's let's talk about that. I like the deep tissue massage, but as you said, there's a whole bunch yeah. of different uh, kinds. Where do you want to start? Well, the, you know, the most common one that people would know of would be Swedish massage, actually. That's the kind of the relaxation-style massage, effleurage-type treatment techniques where, you know, the strokes may, may or may not be as deep. Mm -hmm. um, the term, you know, deep tissue techniques are a little bit different. Uh, it's more uh, related to a relaxation-style massage. And people who are wondering, but, you know, those floofy massages, are they beneficial? <laughs> they are. They are. They There's something about relaxation. There is something about human touch. There is something about stimulating what are endorphins and keflins, mm -hmm. these chemicals in our body that reduce anxiety and stress. And I think that the world, <laughs> especially <laughs> these days, could use a lot less of it. We know the results of stress on the body, increased yep. cortisol, and the effects it can have on our entire system are obviously not good. So in fact, those Swedish massage where you take that time to just relax, breathe, and uh, go through the through the moment uh, are very beneficial, as beneficial as anything when it comes to relaxation. So Grant, is a sports massage similar to then a Swedish massage? You no. Know, so you, sports massage is a little bit more invigorating. Okay. Uh, when we talk sports massage, there's two different types. There's kind of the post-treatment massage. That's going to use different techniques that are more aimed at releasing tension, increasing, uh, you know, the fluid, uh, lymph lymphatic kind of drainage, that sort of a thing, versus the pre-sport massage. You'll see athletes doing it to themselves sometimes. You'll see a, a massage therapist on the sidelines really invigorating the tissue. You know, you'll see them kind of doing that uh, karate chop as an example <laughs> or cup or kind of clapping on the mus on the muscle it really trying to initiate uh, uh, excitability of the of the receptors in the tissue so that they're ready to go increase circulation invigorate an athlete so off they go to the races so to speak <laughs> so a little bit different and depending on what you're trying to accomplish those two massages from a sports pers perspective are somewhat different let's and then of course your favorite deep tissue oh yeah yeah i was gonna say let's talk about that <laughs> i like to get in there but i know that you know i've been told by you know some physiotherapists saying hey you know what sometimes that that can be a little tricky especially if if someone is getting in there in a in an injury spot so you have to be a little careful with that as well yeah, absolutely. And experience comes in handy there. And from a deep tissue perspective, I think the recommendation that I have is deep tissue massage can be very effective mm. for increasing joint mob mobility, increasing soft tissue mobility. Obviously, when you release tissue, we do it a lot. We do myofascial release and other deep tissue techniques. However, 
too deep isn't necessarily effective. So you know those people who sometimes go in there and and they think more is better. That's not yeah. necessarily the case, especially around an injury site. You want to make sure that you're having the appropriate treatment and you want to have good com communication with the person who's providing the treatment. Sometimes just laying there and not communicating, just, you know, biting yeah. your, your teeth <laughs> together or the inside of your cheek thinking, oh, this must be good, might not necessarily be good. So you want good communication back and forth. When is too much, too much? Probably if you're asking this might be too much, you should be saying something. And deep tissue massage is quite effective from various standpoints. Stimulus of these uh, receptors in our tissue will actually create relaxation, but sometimes doing too much creates the opposite effect, mm. which is actually a protective mechanism. So it's a fine line between a good Good deep tissue massage and one that's not going to be as effective. So, Grant, sometimes when I'm uh, in for uh, a massage, or uh, and other times when I'm in for physiotherapy on on spots, um, mm -hmm. they, they they work on what I would call trigger points. You know, trying yep. to release. What what is that doing? Yeah, absolutely. And it's a, it's a somewhat of a, of a, you get into these mix. There's actually a type of massage called trigger point massage. And it, it, these trigger points exist in, in motor points in areas of hyper excitability throughout our body. And I'm not just using big words. They're actually areas, high density of where the nerve is is uh, essentially being activated or the muscles being activated from and they and they're found throughout the body there's latent trigger points and you find them when you push in your body and find these really tender spots those are latent they're just existing and they don't really hurt unless you push on them but they're creating sometimes a problem and then there's active trigger points and those are ones that if you touch them they send you through the roof and they're mm. actually actively creating pain in a very specific referred manner. They've been mapped throughout the body by scientists, actually. Um, we call them trigger point maps because uh, a couple of docs named Travell and Simmons spent a lot of work using injections, as a matter of fa fact, to determine what and where these pain, where pain can be um, radiating from with these trigger points. So a very established, experienced physio and massage therapist as well will know a pattern of pain that's arising from a trigger point. And once we find them, there's ways to get them to relax yeah. via soft tissue mobilization or trigger point release. And we get into those areas and actually stimulating them and holding for holding that for a moment and getting a patient to breathe through it until <laughs> it relaxes will sometimes alleviate the pain from a trigger point. Yeah, one of the ones that uh, brought tears to my eyes uh, was like, for my TMJ, for my for oh, yeah. my jaw, that that spot right in your cheek. And again, because Masseter. I think a lot of people think massage or they think either your back or your your shoulders, whatever. But there's all sorts of different, you know, when we're talking about trigger point massage. But that one for TMJ, um, boy oh boy, it worked. But yeah, got to breathe through it, as you said. Yeah, as a matter of fact, that's an interesting one you bring up because some people. People, when they have difficulty opening their mouth beyond what we, we would say beyond about 40 millimeters so imagine opening your mouth part way and it won't go any further yeah. oftentimes that's created from myospasm or muscle spasm of that muscle you were talking about the masseter muscle and if you get in there you can actually release that and we can teach a patient after we've treated them how to massage that themselves mm -hmm. as well and other things to kind of get through it but that's a very good example of a trigger point that can cause all kinds of problems including headaches clicking in the jaw and yeah. other problems and 
when you release that it it makes a huge difference mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. most a lot of treatment around the jaw and not that we're going to get into the jaw is actually a lot it can be a lot of soft tissue restrictions in the upper neck as well trigger points and other restrictions that form in the what are called the suboccipital muscles those ones right at the back of your head yeah and they also cause headaches but kind of the combination of treatment around the jaw and there can solve a lot of problems when it comes to tmd uh, grant fedoric joining me this afternoon it's uh fit after 40 we're talking about the benefits of massage grant hold the line for just a second uh, need to check chopper traffic on the other side a couple questions coming in from uh, our listeners plus I want to just uh, you know ask about about the risks of massage what people need to know if there are uh, some concerns on that front so we're talking about the benefits of massage with Grant Fedork of course from leading edge physiotherapy grant you know um, are there any folks that maybe should not get a massage are there some risks at all associated yeah whenever there's whenever there's human touch there's risks obviously and especially depending on the type of treatment but I think it's important for people to know I mean a recent one is a bit of a contraindication if you have an active infection like COVID-19 yeah. fever anything like that you really that's some a time when you're not feeling well in that kind of a way you should not be getting a massage I think some people think oh I've just got a sinus infection mm. horrible idea to go and get a massage when you have an active infection like that all kinds of things can occur and it's not a great way to approach it nausea uh, nausea or dizziness those things should always be dealt with and identified in advance so you know what's causing them before you should have a massage um, blood disorders certain blood blood disorders especially uh, people who have difficulty with clotting uh, that's a really important one for people to be aware of um, active cancer anything in that if you know you have it it's something you definitely want to be discussing with your with your physician team undiagnosed tumor meaning you have a lump and you're not mm. sure what it is it's not a good idea for you to go and get it massaged <laughs> and think it'll go away please don't do that best to have a medical intervention there a medical assessment of what's going on make sure that it's nothing um, nothing uh, that you should be concerned mm -hmm. about before mm -hmm. you go uh, high blood pressure that's something that we definitely warn people we want to know about your situation is especially if it's not controlled hypertension we want to deal with we don't want a person and going for massage in that situation um, and and I think the big one here for me is making sure that people know what they're going when they're going for a massage why they're going so an accurate diagnosis is important in my opinion just going for a massage without knowing why you're going now that doesn't relate to you know a sore back or mm. just general aches and pains but something acute and you've got a problem going on figure out and make sure you know what it is and therefore you can determine whether massage is actually the right approach for your problem a grant uh I had this text uh, in from Claire said you know what I have BP or BPPV like a form of vertigo dizziness, uh, yeah, yeah dizziness and I can't lay down flat what what alternatives are there I mean I'm thinking about those massage chairs might be one of them yeah absolutely well first of all if it is BPPV I'm gonna start with our and say that it, it can be successfully managed so the best thing to do is to solve that first yeah and 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 you know get get those little stones back to where they're supposed to be <laughs> through an effective treatment technique and if you don't have access to it you, you know reach out and we'll figure out a way to help you out but um, that being said it's quick movements and it's the movements that a person makes when they're laying and that and going from laying to sitting 
particularly quickly, but sometimes even just the movement itself. And so finding somebody who's aware of that and putting somebody mm -hmm. in a position, doing things quite slowly and and uh, I, I think that uh, deliberately. So you would, if you get the advice of an expert, they can tell you which positions you can move through without activating that kind of vertigo. Grant Arlene asks the age-old question, should you talk during a massage? <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, that's personal preference, yep. I think. I, I don't. I really yeah. take that moment, that one hour to decompress, and I mean that both from a physical approach and also a mental one. Mm -hmm. So lots of people take, you know, do go and meditate. I find that one hour to be both therapeutic in, in the soft tissue treatment that I'm getting, but also in that one hour that I have to just be silent and kind of think about things. So, but everybody's different. I think that, uh, and this is personal opinion, uh, very clearly, let me tell you, not a medical opinion, but I do think that that, that interaction between you know a therapist and a patient is it can be very effective and very cathartic and very beneficial so sometimes just talking is is beneficial from so many standpoints whether it's questions or just about life or about what's going on it, it might get your mind off of what you're doing and remember that moment that you're in a, for a massage has so many different benefits and one of which is you know reducing anxiety and stress so so it's up to you uh, Grant, before I let you go, I mean, it's exciting times for you and your team. Um, mm -hmm. You know, we talk about uh, massage that is uh, types of massage that are that's used during physiotherapy. But if you want to look at other ones, um, RG Spa at the Royal Glenora Club just opened. Yeah, isn't that neat? It's, it's awesome. Uh, yeah, it is. It's something that kind of came from. Uh, just working in the RG for so many years and an opportunity for us to help them out providing those services and of course massage therapy being something that we refer to quite often and not necessarily and not necessarily only to ourselves to other amazing massage therapists out there but of course having an opportunity to provide that as as a part of our services next door in the RG spa is something we're very looking forward to it's uh, up and open as a soft opening it yep rgspa.ca it's yep. got its own kind of website <laughs> and uh we've had so many things going on the pool the new newest pools in capilano are mm -hmm. open and and pretty quick heritage valley the pool will be open there but that clinic the physio clinic in heritage valley up and uh rocking as i like to say because the music's playing and patients are getting better there well my friend you're going to need to have a massage for some downtime there's so, there's so much going on can't wait to check out uh, rg spa at the royal glenora club again the website is rgspa.ca grant thanks for this talk to you soon absolutely can't wait to see you there yeah take it easy grant fedork fit after 40 leading edge phys physiotherapy and now the rg spa at royal glenora club well,